Whether it's the good, the bad, or the ugly, life has a way to dish out a handful of those to all of us in different measures. Fortunately, there are crazy people in this world, like yours truly, who bites back and also shows you the funny. Welcome to Doves and Eagles, your weekly pick-me-up-and-dust-me-off show that explores and unpacks life the way most of us can relate to. Filled with untold stories, inspiration, insight and motivation, it is my quest to equip every beautifully broken princess with a warrior queen attitude. I'm your host, Paula J. Let's find out how the cookie crumbles today. Hello, all my beautiful lovelies, and welcome to Doves and Eagles. Today, we are continuing with the Circles of Wellness series, and this episode is part three of the Emotional Circle. Previously, we looked at what I believe is the six core emotions that all eventually flow into roughly 34,000 other emotions, according to science. Yes, it's mind-boggling to swallow that statistic down, and for most of us, it can be utterly confusing. I also explained how I make use of a traffic light to connect the core emotions of either a green, amber, or a red color. If you missed that, you can find that in episode 5. Continuing today, I am delving into more detail about where I think each core emotion fits under the stoplight. And there are two core emotions under each light. As we go, I will explain how this self-check system that I developed to help myself still helps me to make sense of and figure out what am I really feeling to put it in the right perspective and how it empowers me to respond instead of react. When it comes to figuring out your own emotions by yourself, I can honestly tell you it is a maze that can swallow you whole. To help you better understand the picture that I'm trying to paint in audio, I should explain a few key words here. Think of a river. You have the core or root which is the origin of where it starts, be it a dam, a lake, a spring, a fountain, whatever, that flows into a stream or a creek, which can change the speed of the flow, from where it then branches out in any number of ways, meaning it's changing direction, much like a river does. This is the easiest way to hold it all together. What it comes down to is a core emotion is triggered from your emotional inner being or your heart, which then flows into a stream, meaning it pops up into your head, and it branch or change direction any number of times to get to the end point, which practically speaking is ending up rolling off your tongue. The time lapse between these two points can be mere seconds, hours, days, weeks, months, or even years. So being equipped to figure this stuff out 
and make work of it sooner rather than later can save you or those around you from a lot of agony and heartache. Take it from me, it's knowledge worth having. Okay, so what fits where? Tracing the path from what I ended up with back to where it all started was not exactly an easy process for someone who is neither a psychiatrist nor was I willing to really discover my own vulnerabilities that could put me at fault or blame. You know, we don't want to hear that we're wrong about something, right? But at the end of the day, I identified six specific emotions that almost all the time were at the absolute root. On top of that, I classified them as either green, which is safe, that's the go light, amber, which is caution or yellow, and red, which obviously is stop or danger. That's where the stoplight comes from. Let's start with the emotions that sort under the green light. These two are happy and surprise. The origin or starting point is generally considered a safe zone. They share a ton of feel-good vibes because both are initially mostly associated with laughter, fun and good times. But don't be fooled. At root level, these two emotions are extremely alike. But as the river flows and the branches grow, the end result is not always the same place. Here's an example. Someone buys you a birthday gift. Were you happy or surprised? Possibly both? You can tell because when a happy core emotion is triggered, it remains positive, no matter the flow, speed or the direction it takes. It flows into being joyful or optimistic and it can branch into feeling fulfilled, loved or inspired. That's happy. That's the way it stays. Surprise, on the other hand, has a dual ability to turn positive or negative. It is in the green zone only because it's more often positive than negative. But there is a downside to it that cannot be reasoned away. Positively speaking, surprise flows into being amazed and excited. And then it branch off into feeling astonished or being in awe. Negatively speaking, it starts out similar. It flows into feeling startled or confused and then branch into shock, dismay or feeling disillusioned. Now, I don't know about you, but once or twice in my life, I have received gifts that I didn't really want. Whether it would be, let's say, classical music is your preference and somebody buys you a heavy metal band CD. Or you get expensive perfume that gives you a monster migraine headache. We've all been there. Well, most of us have. Now it's up to you to keep your pose and pretend that you like and appreciate your gift because you do not want to offend the person that's giving it. 
So from surprise being in a green zone, you're likely to end up feeling guilty. And then you wonder why you feel so yucky. Let me tell you, you have just been jet-lagged into a whole different color zone. The thing is, your mind recognized that shift. Your heart didn't. And now there's unresolved conflict in paradise between these two. And don't worry, it floored me too when I first figured this out. The Amber Zone Core Emotions These two are sad and disgust. Now they are very, very similar and their common ground is a super fast track to drop kick you into the red zone if you don't do something about what you are really feeling while you are locked in the zone. Sad flows into feeling guilty, abandoned, lonely, and it branches into feelings of being ignored, ashamed, victimized, powerless, vulnerable, empty, isolated, or even indifferent. This is also the path to depression. Disgust flows into feelings like disappointment, disapproval, and it branches into strong negative behavior, such as becoming judgmental, hesitant, even loathing. People that get stuck in this zone likely went through some kind of a traumatic life experience that can include things like betrayal, divorce, death of a loved one, even road accidents. Finally, we get to the red zone emotions. These are fear and anger. Now, no matter how you look at it, these are the ones that hold the most power and also cause the most emotional damage, both to ourselves and those around it. It is bad for everybody of all ages, but it is devastating for young children as fear leads them to anger. And what may start off as fear flows into being insecure, being scared, anxious, humiliated, feelings of rejection and branches into feeling inadequate, insignificant, worthless, inferior and overwhelmed. Anger flows into being critical, aggressive, frustrated and distant. It branches into jealousy, resentment, hostility, irritation and suspicion. Now, Keep in mind, these are not every single emotion that I could make links to. As I said previously, science says there are around 34,000 different emotions. So what I have mentioned so far is barely touching the iceberg with a feather. For me, the real eye-opener came into vision once I realized how easily I misinterpreted my own emotions. I tried to solve an end result that in reality was driven by a different core emotion than what I thought was the troublemaker at the helm. There is no clear-cut way that I can say 
this is the right way or that is the wrong way to get to the answer you are looking for. But I have found a way to link certain emotions to each other, which helped to trace the path back to one of the core emotions. I also took into consideration how my body reacted to different emotions and how I behaved in response to an emotion. It's all clues that help to put you closer to the core emotion. Feeling victimized and overwhelmed is not the same as feeling shamed and vulnerable. They sound very much like the same thing, but their roots are totally different. I couldn't fix something that I thought was sadness, when in fact it originated from fear. The cross-contamination, if we can call it that, that I came up against, it was just mind-boggling. I simply want to make people aware of how easy it is to read your emotions wrong at a root level because how you deal with it from there makes a huge difference. When you are trying to make a situation better and nothing seems to work, it's highly likely you may be investigating or treating the problem from the wrong emotional root base. I don't have an end-all, be-all list of every emotion. There's just simply too many of them. But I can tell you what I felt, when I felt it, and why I felt it. When I first started out on that journey, I made a list of them, and yes, it took me almost six months. That felt like halfway forever, but I did that. Also keep in mind, I was a serious emotional mess at that time. Then I started connecting dots and eventually I arrived at what I am sharing with you in a very abbreviated format. It is very hard to put everything that I have learned into one single podcast episode and then fit it into the available time slot per episode. Point is, you cannot replace a baseball bat with a fly swatter and still expect to hit a home run. You need to start at the basics, and it will involve a fair amount of self-inspection and retrospect before you may get to the answers you need. Of course, if you are really interested in doing a full workshop course with me on this, I am busy producing a much more comprehensive and detailed video workshop series about the circles of wellness called Beautifully Broken. It is a program that will become available later on this year as an online course if you want to keep your ear on the ground for future announcements about it. So how did I figure all this out? Well, definitely not by magically getting the hang of all of this overnight. It still doesn't save my bacon all the time, since I have not perfected getting it right all the time. It was and will always be an ongoing process. I accepted that a long time ago. But the blunders I made in handling my own emotional wellness are becoming less frequent because I became more aware and in tune with what is brewing under the hood every single day. 
How does that empower me? Well, it stops me from reacting instinctively. I have learned to take responsibility in ensuring that I understand what is the core of what is driving what I'm feeling first, and then, only then, to respond. I cannot begin to tell you how much benefit I have drawn from doing that. It made a huge difference in my life and improved my relationships with a lot of people. For a number of reasons, I got to a point in my life where I had to choose to make decisions with my head instead of my heart. I considered my heart to be a traitor that was not looking out for my best interest and Sadly, nothing could have been further from the truth than that. I have since learned that I do have a choice. And I choose to live by choice, not by chance. To make changes, not excuses. To be motivated, not manipulated. To be useful, not used. To excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity. I choose to listen to my inner voice, not the random opinion of others. I choose to be me. And that made all the difference. You know, I get up in the morning and I realize I've got two choices today. I can make this a good day Or I can make this a bad day. It's up to me. That is the wonder of free will. You have a choice. You can choose. Next week, we will do the final part of the emotional circle. And I will be sharing ways in which you can do your own regular emotional check-in based on everything we have discussed so far. We will talk about things like, but where do I start? What do I look for? What questions to ask yourself? Kind of a homework session that you can make notes of as a takeaway for the emotional circle. But I do hope the bit of insight I shared today has been of value to you on some level. Feel free to share this podcast with family and friends or someone you think may benefit from it. You can subscribe directly from my website, paulajspeaks.com, or any other podcast platform that supports me. You can find me on Facebook at Paula J Speaks, or if you simply have something to share, please get in touch with me on info at paulajspeaks.com. All right, so that's a wrap for this week, folks. Until next time, I'm signing off. Be safe, be awesome, be blessed, be you.